generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. John 6, here we go from verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias or Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him. Why did they follow him? Because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain. And there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, uh, uh, now the Passover feast of the Jews was near. And then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seen a great multitude coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he will do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. And that every one of them may have a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down and number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given things, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that they remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by each of those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Beautiful rendition, but a couple of things I want to spotlight in another presentation of the same story. In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, we're going to see another presentation of that story. Thank you, Father. My devices seem to be hanging. Actually, Matthew 14. Matthew 14 from verse 13. He went to a deserted place and he healed the sick people, followed him. When it was evening, the disciples said, This place is a deserted place. The hour is late. Send the multitudes away that they uh, may go into the villages. Right? And then uh, Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away, give them something to eat. And they said to them, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded them all to sit on the grass, took five loaves of bread and two fish, looking up to heaven and all of that. Now there's another account in Mark chapter 6. Now because it's the same event, but don't forget, there were 12 disciples seeing the same event from different paradigms and different perspectives, different angles. So not everybody got the exact presentation. That's why you have four presentations of the gospel so that as you read the entire uh, story, you see the kaleidoscope, you can appreciate the full measure of everything that was taking place there. And so in Matthew 16, you're going to see similar story, um, but then Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And then he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Verse 38, go and see. And then they found. You will understand why. I had to highlight those different things as we go along this afternoon. God, we're so grateful. 
that you speak to us over and over again and even times when sometimes we behave like we have coconut heads or cocoa and nut heads you still say no you're my child you've got this i've put my spirit in you you have understanding thank you father for not giving up on us thank you father for not giving up on us thank you for not hissing at us sighing and walking away thank you for being patient thank you for instilling your truths and capsules of wisdom practical understanding every day lord we make a fresh resolve and resolution to hear to listen to align to obey to walk in the fullness of what you have ordained for us thank you father now that the spirit of wisdom and understanding flow all through this house that yokes are perpetually broken that chains are shattered the limits are destroyed that faith is stirred up that eyes are enlightened and we rise in our responsibilities as stewards as managers and as kingdom carriers who will deliver on the mandate upon our lives in jesus name we have prayed can you amen just be a bit louder a couple of things that we examined the first service, we close with the fact that management is like handling a horse. And I showed a video. Should I show a bit of that video for those who are not in first service? All right, can we show that video real, real quick? If you have it, once you have it, someone should wave so that I'll pivot to that. And we spoke about that, that management is from the word manage. Let me know that the audio is good as well so we don't have a lag. And that is a space that is created for keeping and training horses. A manage is a place or manage is a place where you handle and keep horses. And if you know anything about keeping a horse, it is not an easy thing. My dad was a vet doctor before Jesus called him home. Of course, he had retired before he went home to be with Jesus. Um, but I was exposed to animals much earlier. Maybe because God knew I was going to take care of sheep. Uh, maybe, maybe. So, are you not the Lord's sheep? Oh, some of you are sheepish. Like blackish, right? <laughs> so, why are you all looking so serious? Are you not the Lordship? Do you want to be the devil's human instead of the Lordship? I'd rather be God's sheep than be the devil's guy. All the Lordship shout, I am the Lordship. I didn't say shout, I am the Lordship. Shout, I am the Lord's sheep. Yeah, so the Lord knew I was going to be dealing with sheep, uh, so he decided to uh, expose me to animals much earlier in life. Pardon? No, I've got you, because yeah, the Lord's animal, but sheep kind of animal, right? Sheep, you are the Lord's sheep. Amen. Yeah, so, but this is what I discovered about animals. Animals don't have the cognitive capacity to be able to relate with you humanly. Therefore, when you're even trying to help them, they can fight you. When you're trying to keep them calm or keep them together, they can fight you. Now, have you ever tried to handle a puppy? Was, was it a lot of work? To handle a chicken? A lot of work. Ever tried to catch rabbits? A lot of work. Ever tried to monitor catfish? A lot of work. Somebody in this place told me he doesn't eat fish, 
Because when I was growing up, he was in a place, the kitchen, and there was fish inside a bowl. Somewhere on the ledge in the kitchen, and the fish, the bowl fell. So the fish fell right on his face. And so that just left, like, fish are wild animals. Like, I don't deal with the wild. But when it comes to handling animals, it's very tough. It's very tasking. And especially if it's a wild animal. So a horse is a wild animal except it's domesticated. Are you here? It likes to run wild and run free. And I compared that to your money. Your money is like a wild horse. It's always trying to get away from you. Always trying to get away from you. No matter how many hundreds of thousands you make, millions, something will come asking for it. Raise your hand if you know what I'm saying is a real experience. So it's not about the amount, it's about the nature of it. Solomon understood this, said that wealth or money will soon take up wings like an eagle and fly towards heaven. That's what Proverbs says. That to take up wings and fly. What it means is for you to be able to manage money, one of two things, you need to have a heavenly mindset or you have to have avian uh, intelligence. The ability to look after money like birds. How do you look after birds? You put them in a cage. You put them in a barnyard. You give them parameters. You give them boundaries. There's an amount of money you must not spend more than that on your hair. Are you hearing? That you can't treat money just anyhow it goes. Anyhow it is. If you treat it just anyhow, it will leave you anyhow. So to handle a horse or a wild animal, that is management. Please watch this. Watch this. Dun, 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 dun. Women are better managers than men. Volume, please. Rewind and volume. Article. Female managers. The opponent is what? People are laughing. When you're in that studio, some of you have stood on this and you felt like this light was a lot. When you're in that studio and you're sitting, you don't know whether you're arguing for or against the topic. And they tell you what you're arguing for just before you go up. In fact, I'm hearing it just as he speaks. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I have a set of spontaneity, but it's been sharpened over time. Your opponent is. When you put yourself under pressure, you become spontaneously intelligent. Some of you are too relaxed. That's one of my biggest burdens right now. People are just relaxed. Issues. The issue today is women are better managers than men. Argue for or against. Article for female managers and your opponent is all over. Alright, let's let's sort it out and then we'll continue. This is becoming a distraction. Sort it out. When you are sure you can let me know. So management is about handling a horse. Keeping things together. So when you're managing people, how many of you know some people are like horses? They sort of like behave like horses, which means they always want to get away. So they want to run wild, they want to run free. This is the reason some of you thought managing money was difficult until you try to manage people. 
Anybody who started, maybe you work with artisans. Maybe you're an interior decorator, an architect, a builder, fashion designer. That you have to talk to people from the grassroots. How many of you felt like I might as well just do this thing myself? Because you will not give me high blood pressure. Just because I'm trying to earn a living or help somebody. Who knows what I'm talking about? Have you worked with people that you told them exactly what you wanted and they gave you exactly the opposites? And so you thought, am I now gifted in speaking in antonyms? Because I told you I wanted short and you made it long. Right? Managing people, managing money, managing time is like a horse. And the first assignment that God gave man was management. So we looked at the book of Genesis, given that text, Genesis 2.15, and we said that God never told Adam, I'm putting you in this garden to enjoy it. He said, I'm putting you in this garden to tend and to keep it. To keep it, to tend it. Not to pretend to keep it, but to tend and keep it. To keep it safe, to keep it usable, to keep it healthy, to ensure that when the leaves fall out and dry up, you're able to sweep it. You're able to trim the branches. You're able to cut through all of that. So the very first point I want to highlight in the service, write this down for those who are taking notes, and that's a very smart thing to do. God's ultimate assignment for you is to be an effective manager. How do I know? You are to manage your time, energy, money, and resources in this age. In the age to come, you are going to be given a bigger space or more things to manage based on how you manage this age. That's why there's the parable of talents where it said he gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. The one who had one went to bury it. He did not manage it. He buried it. Do not damage what God gave you to manage. Somebody shout, I'm a manager, not a damager. Don't damage what God says you should manage. Don't bury what God says you should manage. Don't be so caught up in how small it is that you eventually ignore it. So the one who had one buried it, the one who had two traded with it, managed and then led it and had two more. The one who had five worked with it, had five more. And then the master didn't say, oh, great, great, great. He said the one that had five and you had five more, you have stretched your capacity. Because don't forget, it's not just about your gifts, it's about your capacity. So take that one from the one who shrunk in his capacity and give it to him. How many of you have fasted before? Maybe 7 days, 10 days, 15 days, 40, 100 days. And you discovered by the second or third week, your stomach had shrunk. Because even things that were created by God will shrink in capacity when you don't use them. So you didn't use distracted or distracted so you didn't use your stomach for just two weeks and it shrunk how did you know it had shrunk because the time you now try to eat like you used to eat before you couldn't take in that much your gifts can also shrink your skills can also shrink your efficiency can also shrink the god, god will not take it away from you because the gifts and coins of god are without repentance but you can reduce in your capacity to use it when you fast for weeks god does not take your stomach away but has reduced in the capacity to handle more food so there are people here whose abilities have shrunk over time and i come today as a divine disruptor and as a prophetic voice to say womb be open Gifts come alive again. Yeah. 
They use my gift. Let me use my gift and one of our gifts. Communication, especially words. So every day on social media, I post between three and six. More regularly, four. Because white paper post is the fourth of every post. And I like to arrange it sequentially. Some of you have not noticed. I'm paying attention. So there's no salvation. Why do I pay attention? Pay attention. Look for the details. Look for... The... Look for the... See, the secrets of progressive people are not just what they say. Sometimes they don't have enough time to say what is really working. So sometimes they're not hiding. They just don't have enough time to break it down. So when you have someone who's doing his best to break it down, but licking it up, y'all. So four times a day, two or three of them are lengthy, creative posts. One is long, that's white paper. So I'm doing the white paper every day. We're about 640 or 640 something. White paper post. All original quotes. What I'm developing or sharpening is not just my creative skills. It's not just my uh, catalog of wisdom. It's not just the robust thing there. It's also my consistency muscle. Because the more I use it, and I use it every day... There is a thing, I think, was it Oki Olga that told me something last week about the connection between, come and say what you said. Say what you said because I want to teach, teach something now. Amen. So I said that Spidamsis sink from his mind, from his thought to his mind to his mouth is really sharp because he said some, like 15 words at a stretch, it was coherent, it was sharp, it was witty and there was no break. And I said that because I struggle sometimes with Saying things that they stretch and breaking and stuttering, I found it you know excellent and great that he could do that. Glory to Jesus. So there's the gift, but there's the use who have their senses exercised by reason of use. So your gifts can get sharper over time. So Dami had some of his singers' friends yesterday to jump on a song instantaneously and all of them were riffing even though they were not riffraffs but all of them were riffing without rehearsals because by reason of consistent use they are trained their vocal muscles and capacities to be able to deliver their breathing and their diaphragm and the sing between what they are hearing and how they are vocalized are you hearing that now? by reason of use so I write three to four times a day and trust me let me say, maybe, 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 maybe 20% of my right, maybe 10% of my writing has made into the public domain. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Because I write several times a day. What am I trying to say? I have a gift. PLT writes every day as well. And somebody else has a gift. I write three times a day. That person writes once a week. The person is as gifted or even more gifted. I'm writing twice a day or three times a day. So when I write three times a day, times 365, I've written over 1,000 times. She's more gifted. She's writing once a week. She's written 50 times. So my capacity is 1,000 over 50. So I have 20 times the capacity. And in engaging the writing, one day I see a t-shirt. One day I see a mug. One day I see a throw pillow. One day I see a challenge that brings the fire out of the woodwork. One day, are you seeing what I'm saying? Because there is capacity in managing what started as little. 
The first car had no reverse mirror. They didn't know they didn't, in fact, the first car had no brake. You might see some of the earlier videos of cars that had no brake. Charlie Chaplin used to use that in some of his cartoons or shows. Some of you don't know Charlie Chaplin, though, right? I'm talking, it's not a brand of Chapman. So the car, the, the carts is driving and it will jump out of him. You know that is fast forward thing and then go and get a stone. He was like the Mr. Bean of his generation. It's quite remarkable. He would get a stone and put it there. Why? Innovation is the fruit of, of effective management. So people are looking for perfect things. But God gave Adam a perfect garden and said, manage the earth. Your cardinal assignment is to manage the earth. And your effectiveness in managing your current portion of the earth will determine how many other portions of the earth will open up to you. Manage it. Manage your life. Manage your mind. Manage your energy. Manage. Don't forget, Adam was not given the garden to own. Adam was not given the garden to enjoy. Because many of us when we see the garden, oh, Adam was enjoying, oh, berries here, grapes there, avocado here, pear here, agbalumo here, magbaloju fruit here, breadfruit here, broad street here. Well, maybe the first time, maybe the first time he could do that, but the next time, dude, you've got to trim some leaves. You've got to cut some branches. You've got to water or channel the water. You've got to ensure that the seaweeds don't cover the streams. You've got to ensure that the lions don't roar themselves into a cliff. Are you following this? God will never give you much more sustainably than what you can manage. Number two. God is so committed to good management that he even went as far as commending an unfaithful steward. We saw that in the first service. Luke chapter 16. There was a steward who had mismanaged his uh, master's resources. And somebody told the master, this guy is mismanaging your resources and all of that. He can give us the text in Luke 16. Yeah, that's it. And he said to him, uh, you're going to be fired. You're going to lose your stewardship. The rich man told the steward. Then the steward went all the way and said to those who were owing the rich man, what do you owe my master? That one said a hundred measures of oil. He said, write 50. What do you owe my master? hundred measures of flour. He said, write, uh, write 80. And the master said, man, this guy, he's shrewd. I like him. Learn from him. And Jesus said, the children of this world... They are more knowledgeable in their day, in their system than children of light. So here is the deal. Someone who is not morally astute but is a better manager will receive more material resources on earth. There are ideas that God has not committed to some believers because he cannot trust them not to Christianize and churchianize it. Because many believers, God gives them ideas. Then all of a sudden, they downscale it to their team in a church. What would have happened to you version if Kirk Rochelle and his team and Life Church TV just felt this is just a departmental app? Now, I think they've been downloaded. Someone can check it. I'm sure over 200 million downloads. I think 500 million is our last. 500 million downloads. How many of you have used you version before? God could trust Craig Rochelle 
By the way, some of you don't know Craig Rochelle, but you know one of his sons, Stephen Fortick. Well, Americans don't use sons and daughters like that many times. They don't. And his, he's the pastor of Stephen Fortick. And I believe he's all, he also pastors Mike Todd. So you also see the capacity of the men that God can trust him with. That is not just the men, it's about apps. One thing, and it can build a team and say, run with it. And it's blessing many of us across the world. Raise your right hand and shout, expand my capacity, Lord. Shout it from your belly, from your guts, from the depths of your heart. Now you're coming up, shout it louder, expand. My capacity, Lord. Can God trust you? Because for many of us, if we got the idea for the computer in every home, we will turn it to a computer for just my home. Because we downscale ideas to the size of our preferences and our pursuits. This is the reason selfish people cannot do much for God or even for men. Because they will take a big idea that should serve the whole world and downscale it into personal survival. Oh, I wish somebody's hearing what I'm saying right now. That juicing business, you better get ready. That event up, you better get ready. That children's thing you're doing, you better get ready. Yes, we will benefit from it. We'll be your better testers. We'll test it for you in the house. We'll use it in your department. We'll use it here. But we'll find ways of scaling it, of upgrading it, of expanding it, of investing. Your chief investor should start from the house. At least give them the opportunity. At, are you here? Who am I speaking to today who's the person who's feeling something in their belly and fire in their gut that that thing might not be as small as I think it is because I see this guy was an immoral guy but God said he has management skills which was the original assignment I gave man Mr. T this is why sometimes ideas will not land on a believer because all he's thinking about is prayer meeting and Bible study. So he will interpret every idea in the mode of prayer meeting and Bible study. His own reward is the mm, you are deep that people will give him. But if your heart is large enough, he said, I've seen Abraham that I will command this house. He said, this is somebody who has capacity that I want to multiply. If you go beyond your needs and your survival and let me see how I can just handle it and you go beyond that, you'll be amazed. I wish somebody could take a toy in my mind. There are plans I'm praying into this house because there are too many ideas that I know I cannot within one lifetime activated by release onto every open heart. Receive rain from heaven. In the name of Jesus, receive rain from heaven. In the name of Jesus, receive rain from heaven. Receive insights. Receive instructions. Receive ideas. How many go to five people tell them it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. Don't despise it. Don't ignore it. Don't forfeit it. Don't forsake it. Don't downplay it. It's coming. This man, watch this, was morally bad, but he was managerially good. And God said, take the management skills he has and use it for the kingdom. 
his negotiation skills, his crisis management skills, his death resolution skills. Come on. You know there's a whole company right now that is into debt recovery. This guy was using debt recovery 2,000 years ago. Because you know when you're owing now, those debt recovery guys will now be like, okay, so how much can you pay now? There are loans you take and they are praying you must not die. Because you die, they buy. Are you following? So the managerial skills. So God sometimes will look beyond. He will look beyond age, will look beyond race, will look beyond size and look for who can manage this invention. Who's not going to be so discouraged when the first person steals their idea? And they stole my idea. Do you know where you're from? That the windows of Zion are ever open unto you. That you're under open heavens. And for every idea they stole. By the way, it was not your idea. You were to steward into the earth. And when God knocked you two, three times. And you were not doing anything about it. He had to pour the rain on the evil. So that generations can be refreshed. By the benefits of the value. That will come as a result of that. Don't think that God will wait on you forever. For that idea. Ah, he will knock but after a while he might go like who's ready who's ready have I got any ready person any eager person any responsible person anyone who says God if there is nobody oh Lord you can use me you can use me God for you and at a time you want to feed the hungry or help somebody God knows God knows ask God he can trust me to usher many ideas into the world he knows how does he know? I have marks. I have sleepless nights. I have heartbreak that has healed from pushing through an idea. Life as from football came. Ask my wife. I spent about four to six months going to bed between. I'm not saying do it though. That's one aspect of my life you should not take. I'm very honest with you. Going to bed between three and four, between two and four, for about four, six weeks. All right, so I, I, I was just staying up all night to push something. And, and I thought it was just me until I heard one of my mentors who's with glory now, Dr. Miles Munro, talking about how he spent hours of sleepless nights. Ah, I'm in good company. Ushering two books into the earth. And those books have been translated in 68 languages at the time it was alive. In over 100 countries. He's still possibly one of the most listened to ministers in death. His YouTube channel in death has over half a million subscribers. Some of us in life. Look at your neighbor, say don't compare, don't compare. But say learn, learn. Say be inspired, be challenged. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's okay to sleep, but don't sleep on your destiny. It's okay to rest, but don't rest, rest on your purpose. It's okay to take a break, but don't let God's assignment on your life suffer a breakdown. And some people are still sitting down. Help me look for somebody with fire in their eyes and the raging inferno in their belly and high five them until their palm blushes and tell them manage it well. Number three. Number three. So 
superior morality superior morality does not qualify you for more resources you're awake now superior morality does not qualify you <laughs> for more resources oh but God I've been celibate I've been celibate for uh, you know I haven't tasted lips I haven't painted my fingertips or swayed my hips for a few years now. I deserve a raise. God, I gave up smoking four years ago. I expected by now you will compensate me. God, I'm always the first to be at King's. If you don't believe me, ask the last person to come. Or ask GB who takes the records. Superior morality does not qualify you for more resources. So a lot of believers, they believe that because I'm just, I'm righteous, I'm pure, I'm innocent, I got it going on. God should give him no. Resources flow to better management. Resources don't flow to greater morality. Resources flow to better management. As it is in the corporate world, so it is in the kingdom. This is the reason when a business is failing, who's the first person they fire? The management staff. Fire. Pew! Football. They kick the coach. The coach becomes the ball because he's, he was balling. While things were falling. See, so they kick the lead manager, right? Because they know that resources do not respond to rebranding. They might be attracted to it, but they can't be retained by it. If I look better, if I look better, will I get more suitors? Of course, you might get more suitors. You might even get more suits or... But what happens is when they see you, when they're attracted to your lip gloss and your blush and that thing folks used to do two years ago, a year ago, I don't know, nose bridge, highlighter, compound bronze, nose shield, mask before the arrival of real masks, grain thick layers of kilograms of powder and sprinkled dust like Harvey Archer and Shimmer and Shine, whatever that thing was. That, what's that thing? What do you call that? Oh... What? Nose pride. Bronzer. Why, why sell for bronze instead of gold? There should be gold. Right? <laughs> you attract all of that. But when they come to you, who do they meet? How are you managing yourself? Because, I mean, you change your makeup every day, but how often do you change your undies? Oh, can I talk right now? Mm. And folks say things like, oh, I, I'm so grateful. Everybody's complaining of malaria in their house, but there's no single mosquito in mine. Of course you choked them with the oozing smell of... 
of the underwear they can't stand it can't survive it by the way if the women are cringing man how your side boxers boxer boxers boxers and all of a sudden even though you're wearing boxers there's a wrestling match If we were to move in that area, we would need some ricks, some cobwebs, some spyware, malware, uh, hibernating the secret place of the most low. Look at your neighbor, say manage yourself. I love the laughter, but get the message. Look at the person that is laughing the loudest around you. Say I love your laughter, but manage Let's not talk about the socks. Because many times the socks suck. And they can suck life out. Folks around and say, now who mess? Now who mess? Nobody release gas. But there's a certain release from the feet region. Thank God for Jesus. If it was modern day Jesus, you know, go feel wash that feet. What? I bind that in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm Jesus. Look at him and say, manage yourself. God gave Adam a garden. And as he managed the garden, the garden will multiply organically and fill the whole earth. The whole earth was not a garden. The Bible says that God planted the garden in the east. So the things outside of the garden did not look like the garden. God says, when you're a good manager, the things outside of your sphere of control will begin to look like things within your sphere of control because you have the capacity to extend the influence of your resources through strategic and operational management. Is somebody here in this? Grow the garden. Spread it. Extend it. Like Peter's confessions. You write it, it's a post. Spread it. Put some videos on it. Spread it. Record it in English. Record it in Yoruba. Record it in French. Record it in this. And there's another one we're going to do. Record it in tongues. That's extension. So she's not gone to Arabia, but I'm almost sure. You know, I was checking the insights for some of my posts the other day. I was, I was flabbergasted. I was underrating the reach of some of those posts. One of the white people posts I did last week has had about 600 shares. One. One. Increasing every day. Many of them are hitting 3,000. I think there's one that hit 5,000. Management. Grow it. Own it. Serve with it. Love God in it. Serve people in it. And grow it. Grow it. Grow it. I proclaim under God. I see the day happening already. That's why I was excited in the course of the week when I saw Solomon's events and Dami's event. There is a day coming. I've I've prophesied in many days. There's a day coming. You flip every channel. There's a king on air. Your song has been played. Your music has been played. Your album has been launched. Your charity has been flagged up. Your grants has been celebrated. Your projects received by grace in the name of Jesus receive it by mercy in the name of Jesus I release unto you tremendous extraordinary outrageous supernatural hyperbolic grace that catalyzes the little in your hands and takes it to another level somebody show yes (laughs) number four number four 
Cash flow problems and cycles of lack are often caused by poor management and not demonic spirits. Cash flow problems and cycles of lack, they are often caused or compounded by poor management and not by demonic spirits. Well, there's a demon still in my money. Well, may I propose? You're not managing your money properly. That's why you can't miss next week's service because next week's service is about portions. How many of us were blessed by the week, midweek service on Wednesday? Midweek service on Wednesday. The number of views on midweek service is about three times. Over two and a half times or three times what we usually get on. <laughs> Who's that boy? <laughs> right? Almost three times. So I think we're going to do more midweek services. Maybe once a month or something. You guys don't like it. That's your business. My We'll do it. We'll do more of that. All right. So, cash flow problems. Watch this now. You're like, the demon or devils are coming after me and all. Next week, I'll speak about portions. So, don't forget that. That will help you allocate. But usually, what happens with loss of resources or having less resources or not having enough resources is that you mismanaged a previous season. Many times. Because more often than not, people get a head start. Or at least a good enough start. Even if that good enough start is that your parents sold almost all they had to give you quality education. But then, for some people that gave you quality education, you were in the environment. The environment was not in you. So you're supposed to be in algebra class, but you were looking for zebras. You are supposed to be in home economics, but you were at home monitoring no economics. They said, face your walk, you face the girl. Oh, can I talk right now? They said, oh, you must submit your assignment. You say, I understood the assignment. Hey, hey, hey. Feeling like Nikki and Dodge a cat. No one the opportunity to see and say, Dodge her cat. Right. They see, they see all of that. Look at someone and say, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Some of y'all don't know what I just said. It's fine. See, I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm, I'm just saved. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Shambudala. Mismanagement. So for some of you, you finally got that job. It was 100K and your mind is just the 100K. And this is the deceitfulness of it because you were looking for that job for seven months. For some people, two years. Here is the question. How come 100K is no longer enough when you actually survived seven months with nothing? Somebody talk to me right here. Who am I sent to this Sunday? Who, 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 who am I preaching to? How come a hundred thousand is not enough now that you have a job when in fact you had no job for a whole year but somehow you still looked good enough for Sunday service? Somehow you were still able to navigate your way to your friend's party? Somehow you were still able to buy the little nephew or the little niece one toy every now and again? It was because in the absence of resources you had the presence of wisdom. But all of a sudden when you had more resources you put your brain on sabbatical you locked your wisdom in a jailhouse and you shut the voice of reason under the cacophony of culture but I come today to call somebody's voice out of the rubble of careless living come out your 
mind is coming out of that itself afflicted and inflicted prison yard and jail you will be able to do more with the little that you have because you carry grace and glory somebody shout yes oh somebody shout yes look for five people tell them what you have is good enough for now it's good enough for now it's good enough for now what you have is good enough for now it may be hard it may be difficult but there is the wisdom of God also now you got the purple shoes uh, now you want the lilac shoes uh, now you're looking for baby purple uh, cousin purple uh, sister purple auntie purple uh, you're looking for violet and uh, you find to get in violent on you oh just take one shade of blue or one shade of white and one shade of black uh, and mix and match the accessories come on girl you can do well with just your brown khaki and your blue cotton pants uh, and you change the blazer or you have the blue blazer or the brown blazer and you change the shirt uh, the secret wear neutral white and black uh, it's going to take about three weeks before the notice uh, you've been wearing the same thing can i help somebody stop trying to live a million dollar lifestyle on a thousand naira budget you gotta tell yourself i am where i am for now and i'm going to grow from here i refuse to allow instagram put pressure on my soul rack up my bills jeopardize my future limit my influence break my resolve and manipulate me into pseudo self-esteem i will wait all the days of my appointed time i'll take it one step at a time oh yes big breakfast lean lunch i'll fast for dinner but one day is coming i'll be able to afford the caviar and the lemonade the fresh juice and the tomato juice at will one day is coming i will eat fresh from my farm in my backyard one day is coming so don't despise me baby i'm coming i'm coming look at somebody say i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming i will restrain myself i don't have to buy the car yet i don't have to change my phone yet i don't have to move house yet i'll start my office at the dining table i'll start my food business in the kitchen i'll borrow somebody's cooking implement to record my vlog it's just a matter of time who am i talking to right now i feel the spirit of glory up in the house grace is released unto you somebody shout yes mm. hallelujah 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 i see glory pouring out of your belly i see the little becoming much Number five, <laughs> financial complexities come more from bad management than low income. Because some of us think it's low income that results in struggle. But it's bad management. It's living beyond my means. Don't play catch up with your finances. The world, the earth, 
already schedules your expenditure. So schedule your income through profitable investments. Have you seen? Have you noticed that emergency demands come? Do emergency dividends come? USC will just come. Ah, we don't know you from anywhere. But just take, take some dividends. Oh, you're crying. Grace. Emergency returns don't come. Mercy drops may come. But nobody's going to say, oh, you didn't invest in these shares, oh, but we just have a feeling. We have a leading to bless you. <laughs> come on, somebody. So low income must be matched with high wisdom. And that's why I wish I could show you the video because I wasn't always like this. But the seed was there. And I wasn't playing games with the seed. So when I met my wife, I was in a hostel. The hostel shut and they had to renovate. I moved into uh, PM's house. From PM's house, they opened the hostel. I moved back to the hostel. Guess what I was doing in the hostel? I started the business. What did I know to do? Copyrights and internet marketing. I attended copyrights and uh, an internet marketing seminar a couple of years. I think two or three years prior to that time. Three or so years prior to that time. And guess what? I'd learned how to design. First learned to design websites using Microsoft front page. That software does not even exist now. It's now back page. It's not like, have you seen Microsoft front page? First website. <laughs> I can tell you the whole story except it's the same. And I have a webinar tomorrow evening if you're there, maybe I'll talk. Right. So that was the first thing. How did I attend the seminar? It was 3,500. How much was my pocket money? 6,000 for the month. So I took more than 50% of my money and I invested it in my sense. If we check your expenditure, where's your money going? Because you say your money is going, now give it direction. It's going anyway. So some of you, week seven of the series, six to seven of the series, you still have not printed your bank statements. And you say, God, make my life a statement. When he can't bank on you. See, God is not, you see, he's not airy-fairy. Everybody who got somewhere started somewhere. So I was investing in my business at the time. Many of you know BJ. BJ used to join us at Skits. Any of you met BJ? Right? So he was the coder. I was the marketer. And within a year, our web hosting business became one of the top 20. I'm, this, I'm talking about 2000, between 2009 and 2011. Became one of the top 20 businesses in Nigeria. Without us being able to place a face to more than maybe two or three of the customers. Because they will pay into the account. Are you following this? But I was still sharing a hostel with somebody. Listen, gentlemen. The door came to get on television where that debate was. And television was broadcast to millions of people. Millions. Somebody say manage. Shout Manage. Three months, 12 weeks on television all across Africa exploded my visibility. But you see, you better make sure that your seed is worth seeing beyond your family before you get a platform. Because what magnifies your gift also magnifies your mess. If you have mess. 
So you do your hard work. You diligently pursue yourself, subject yourself to leadership. I put myself under mentors, virtual and real, under pastors who will say, don't do that, don't go there, don't preach there, stay here. You're preaching third service. When it was a few minutes to the service, Pastor Paul sometimes would be like, you're preaching third service today. How can you not be spontaneous when you're under that kind of pressure? After it happens to you once or twice, you prepare like five messages. <laughs> To pull out so that you have a year you have a bird to bring out of your pocket so it looks magical because pressure develops your capacity and when you expose that level of pressure at 20 21 22 you see the world differently so when i place pressure on some people right now it's an investment of love so you're like, pastor just don't because nobody says that but that's that can be an attitudinal disposition don't bug me don't bug me don't wiretap me are you fbi don't bug me so what happened came out debaters i still had no car I had a girlfriend that was super fine and super pretty and is still super fine and super pretty. And we had to jump on the bus. And being on the bus, well, we had to take cabs actually. But there were times I was on the bus. A few times. But I knew that I was not going to survive the bus much longer. Because anything, ah, the 10! Oh, you're so smart! <laughs> See, I know how to handle shame, some of you don't know how to handle shame. So that's why I'm so free like this. Because when you are bedwetting at the age of 10. And you have to spread mattress in GS1. All around, push telly. Then you come out of big celebrity house. And everyone, oh, uh-uh, they didn't give you that car. You had the real winner, you had the real Come on, somebody. Somebody say, manage it. Shout aloud and say, manage it. But listen to what I want to say. And I'm not saying this to boast, but can I share my, a bit of my life with you? From there, I moved to, where I moved to? Awoyaya. Far, far, far. Awo, in fact, from the name. Awoya. I, I want to help somebody. I will move far, far, far to that place. I, I have to cut it short because getting into all the story. Big house, but in the bush. It wasn't really bush, but bush. My girlfriend at the time was at Ilukbeju, so I had to travel at night, drive past LBS when I eventually bought a car. I eventually bought a car, I don't know, about a year after the debate or something like that. Just putting money together and all whatnot. Yeah, because I had my second car before I traveled. So I think 2010, I bought my first car. I had about 690,000 naira. And then my mom said, oh, you told me about to buy a car. So I think she gave me 70,000 or something. Thank God for good mothers. But this is the point. I did not ask her for money. When I had 690, she gave me 70. Some of you don't have anything. You're asking everybody for something get something so that they'll just add to it story of my life story of my life <laughs> i need to run to run so next thing let me just let me fast forward it i was doing all of this because of debaters things opened up so invitations i could speak at places i did a couple of things for, for some notable brands very early 
I said getting paid some amounts of money that were quite interesting. Let me just say something to you now. Between 2009, between 2009 and 2000 and I traveled 12, 2012, I bought two plots of land. I won't tell you exactly where they are. In good places. One of which was a bush at the time. And both of them are worth at least five times what they were 10 years ago. Because when everybody was buying Gucci beans, I was eating Akara balls. Do you know there was an Akara person on Abolijisha Street that knew me? Akara. Somebody look at your neighbor say manage it. Come on, somebody say manage it. So when I restrain myself even now, I'm not a fool. I know what's going down so that something can come up. So in our text, I've got a close. We see Jesus in this text. He presents to us exceptional management skills. What is going on in this place is that he had been preaching. Of course, they had killed his, his cousin, John the Baptist. And because they had killed his cousins, guess what, people of God? He wanted isolation. He wanted solitude. You know, every leader, you just want that space away from the crowd, away from the pressure, away from the people and all whatnot. Guess what happened? Because he was offering so much value. Everybody said, wherever you are going, Jesus, we are coming with you. Somebody say, one 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 Look at your neighbor. Say, they are whining me. They are whining me. I tell that person, I'm not DML, but I'm God's fire boy. I can feel it in my hands. I can feel it in my feet. So you see this, they were looking for Jesus everywhere, running after him. And Jesus preaches, and after preaching, they noticed that the people were hungry. And we see Jesus list out or manifest, walk out for us, the full spread of managerial intelligence. Now what many people look at in this text is the miraculous aspect of it. Five loaves of bread and two fish, they give it to Jesus, he holds it up and blesses and all. But let me just spotlight one or two things, actually more than one or two things about this process. So they were there uh, and Jesus was there. Number one, that was value. Somebody say unique selling proposition. For them to leave their cities and their towns and all of those places to follow Jesus. He had a unique selling proposition. There was something he offered that no other person in the town or the city was offering. At least not the way he was doing that. Is somebody here. And after they had taught for a while, guess what happened? They said the people were hungry. Somebody shout customer survey. Customer survey. The people were hungry. And guess what? They came to Jesus. Jesus and Jesus said go and see what they have somebody say research and development research I feel the power of God go and see what they have Jesus said to them go and give them something somebody shout delegation shout and shout delegation and so they went and they surveyed and they found what they had and they brought it to Jesus somebody say reporting and accountability 
So they had five loaves of bread and two fish. They didn't say, guy, guy, we don't know how it go be now. Let's chop two out of the five and give Jesus just three. So reporting and accountability. Jesus lifted it up and gave thanks to the Father. Somebody say, asset evaluation. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Asset evaluation. Jesus, he gave thanks. Say asset appreciation. Then he broke it and deployed it. Say resource allocation. Then he told them, go and distribute it. Somebody say distribution, supply chain, and logistics. He said, get them to sit in groups of 50s and 100s. Say systems and structures. He told them to sit. Say supervision and control. He said, manage the people. Say, human resource management. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then they ate until they were full. Customer satisfaction. You should not be talking notes. You should be exploding in the spirit. Because you can listen to this again and take the notes you want. So we see the full spread of managerial intelligence around the miracle. Yet all the church has done is to think about the miracle. Because at the end of it, guess what happened? They had 12 baskets full from 5 loaves of bread and 2 fish. If all he had was miracle, everybody would have been full. But there would not be nothing to take over. So you need effective management on top of your miracle you need effective management systems because the bible says that they took 12 baskets somebody say waste management say recycle it recycle it recycle it make it a secular economy plug the holes and keep the resources in the house are you hearing what i'm saying look for five people and shall manage manage this manage the season manage this moment manage this opportunity manage where you are don't go around buying what you don't need to impress people you don't like with money you don't have and waste time that is running out and break down on the things that are breaking down Jesus had the knowledge of supervision delegation asset appreciation capitalization distribution systems and structures logistics and supply chain asset management when was the last time you studied anything about accounting do you know anything about research allocation what are the trends in your industry all you are doing is that's great please do it some more but Paul said I pray in my spirit but I also pray in my understanding never allow the oil in your spirit stop the toil your brain must go through for you to download and distill in articulate and intelligent terms the agenda of God Paul says I pray in the spirit volume and said I will pray in my understanding because as I pray in my understanding the spiritual concepts are finding definition they are finding alignment they are finding integration somebody shout I will manage it and it will multiply I will manage and it will multiply 
multiply. One room apartment will become an estate. One tab will become 10 laptops. One small corner office will become a multi-level skyscraper. I will manage it and it will multiply. I thank God, Mr. T, that the bread did not multiply where they were. The bread never multiplies where you are. It multiplies as you go. Because if you had to feed 5,000 people with the bread where you are, the 12 of them would be too few to carry all the loaves of bread. So God multiplies resources as you move and increase your capacity. That's why you are doing today things you never believed you could do before. PLT said to me last year, he said, Peter, there was a time you used to post four times a day. You've always been doing that for years. And I was like, why are you always doing it? Until sometime last year I saw that she was doing between three and four posts on some days. Why? People of capacity will make you uncomfortable with your current level. When you see how they're moving, something jumps on you. Something stretches you. Something pushes here you must consistently seek spaces that provoke mediocrity and make you feel like there is more somebody shout there is more Jesus gave all the disciples because when your hands are full God's heart is still overflowing so the faster you're able to share the more it multiplies we will multiply in numbers we will multiply on the service team. We are multiplying as a people. We are multiplying in impact. We are multiplying in strength. Somebody shine. Look for five people. Tell them manage it and watch it grow. 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 Manage it. Manage it. It's just a shawarma stand. Manage it. It's going to grow. Buy a stall at the expo and watch it grow. You don't have to sell, but you can do research and development. Watch it grow. Watch it grow. You don't have to sell, but you can ask for customer feedback. Put a taster out there. Let's see if it's worth multiplying. Manage it and watch it grow. Do you hear what I'm saying? High five your name, boy, and say manage it and watch it grow. Manage it and watch it grow. Somebody shine. 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 Wow! If this message does not transform your life 360 degrees, you need to go back and listen again. Wow! Guys, this is stuff for nations, for generations, for systems to be transformed just by taking out the excerpts, the, the depth of knowledge and wisdom. Can we just celebrate the grace of God upon our pastor, the step and over the house? We do more, we increase in capacity. Yes, 
We're a house. We're gifted. We are creatives. We can communicate, but we can do more. We can do so, so much more with what we have if we apply these things. Who is going to make a decision today for this week consistently to practice what you've heard in this message? In this message, let your mind expand beyond where you are now. There is more. There is so much more. Yes, you are no longer looking at what you have as little. There is more in it. Your capacity can increase. You are a better manager than you are now. You can manage better. You can do much more, much more, much more. Hallelujah. Can someone just say a prayer just for a minute? Declare in the name of Jesus, I am a better manager. I increase in capacity. I do more with what God has given unto me. In the name of Jesus, I delegate better. I manage better. I govern better. I steward the resources in my hands. In the name of Jesus, I steward it rightly. I do the needful where it is needed. In the name of Jesus. The resources God has given to me do not go to waste. I manage better. My gifts, my talents, my skills, my abilities. I manage them better. The resources in my reach, the so-called little that I have, I'm faithful with it. I increase in faith today to be faithful. I increase in faith today to be faithful. In the name of Jesus, I become better at managing my resources, the resources that God has placed in my hands. I manage them better in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. Glory be to God in the highest. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Can you give God the glory and the honor for such an amazing, amazing word? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.